Okay, hello everyone and welcome back to the second episode of The Queer Tangent. My name is Adam. My name is Mia. My name is V. And we're back. We're back for episode two. Um, who knew? Who'd have thought? I know. That's far. Um, How long has it been? <laughs> too long. Yeah. Not long <laughs> like enough, long actually. Beach. I think. Yeah. yeah. But how are we? How are we all? How's everyone doing? We're oh, so just... good. So amazing. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> we're so good. We're so fresh. We're so strong. Oh. Oh. <laughs> I personally would say that I am doing just fine. Neither here nor there. Come see, Neither come, here sa come, see come sa. Come see, come sa. Mm-hmm. Come, come see, see, come sa. Oh. Oh. I don't think that's the words, but I love that song. I mean, to piggyback off of like what we discussed last week, um, about lying to Uber drivers, like we could just lie. The people won't know. No, that's not true. We know the the people. People will listen that we know, and they'll know that we're lying. Well, you know, don't think I could. I just I'm I just can't lie. I like when anyone ever asks me how I'm doing, I'm like, unless it's an Uber driver, unless it's an Uber driver. Uvo Javar. Um, then I, I can absolutely lie. I've mm-hmm. never been to Uvo Javar. But I will lie in Uvo Javar. But when it's like anyone that I know that knows me, I'm like, y'all can see right through. And my brain's like, they can see right through you. So before I even start talking, I'm like, uh-huh, hi. <laughs> I mean, is there anything? I actually do have something that I that happened that I want to discuss. But mm-hmm. is there anything, any updates, any life updates? Well, No. I'm just in the middle of dissertation, which is like, right. I want to like, I want to open, crack my skull open, take my brain out, wash it. You're smashing it though. Actually, forget washing it. Put it in the bin and walk away. Forget, forget her ever existed. I want to yeet her in the ocean and then yeah. walk away. Like, um, remember when, what's that woman, something or other, and the other woman, she goes to the beach, flings her ring in the ocean, just sits there. I want to do that in my brain. What's her name? Leslie something. I have what no idea movie? because I didn't get the reference. Uh, have you never uh, seen the other woman, Cameron Diaz? No. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I've only seen it Kate once. It was and that I other woman. I'll, I'll be honest. It's not that much of an iconic reference for me to remember. Uh, how dare you? I've said what I said. Uh, well, you'll face the consequences then, won't you? Is that oh. even friendly fire? <laughs> no, it's just fire. Reference fire. Friendly fire. It's friendly fire. Yeah. No, it is absolutely friendly fire. Um, it wasn't friendly. Friend of the show, Cameron Diaz. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> I love, listen, love your work in Shrek. Love your work. <gasps> truly. <gasps> truly. Truly. Yeah. Um, I was serving a table like the other day and it's that it's not specifically about this table. It just reminded me of something that I wanted to talk about, Um, which is, well, okay, I'll set the scene. There I was, aware, um, and I was serving. Aware, a what? A a water, um, a server, if you will. I was serving. Obviously, obviously, always as pair. Um, so I was serving this table of two, and it was husband or wife or like boyfriend girlfriend, a couple anyway, and um. I was like taking their order and the ghetto, they were both, to be fair, they were both really nice. And I will say, if you listen to this and you figured out the issue I'm talking about, you are both very attractive people. So like, you've got that going for you. Um, But basically, 
she like put her order in and she ordered like she ordered the amount of food that you would order if you were just hungry at a restaurant like it was maybe a little bit more than an average order but it was like i don't know she was hungry she was having her like she was enjoying her dinner or whatever go for it mm-hmm. and um so she orders and then he goes oh like that's all for her by the way like what are you like you're such a man and i was like it's who right i was like do you want anything else girly you want anything else and she's like no that i'm good and i went like good good like good for you you let me know if you want anything else and it's something that i and it just obviously that one situation is an example of it but it was reminded me of this thing where i can like pick out times in my life where like and i don't know if this is necessarily like a straight couple thing i think it might be um mm-hmm. but like certain guys like almost like making fun of taking the piss out their partner usually a woman for like banter with other people or other other guys yeah and i just think it's the weirdest thing ever i'm like sir like in this situation first of all i'm very clear i don't understand why you're trying to have banner with me we are not the same but um number two i will 110 percent support your girlfriend and everything she does and i will in fact instead of humbling her i will humble you is what i will do you're asking you're asking you're asking to be humbled quite frankly mm-hmm. and honestly the only thing that stopped me was because i was at work i literally he said that and i was like too right i said do you want anything else carly i said you let me know and i looked at the order and walked away and they were fine like they were at night i don't know like they weren't unpleasant but i just i was like no that's this no, it needs to stop yeah this needs to stop i just wanted to share but i'd love everyone's thoughts i have noticed this a lot when I was like serving tables, whether it be for drinks or like food or whatever in my little job, but not even just that, even when I worked in the theater, even like in every place I've been in, I've noticed it just as like a thing that happens is like men and their like partners, daughters, sisters, mothers, any sort of femme person in their life, any woman in their life is like always going to be shat on <laughs> and it's weird like, I've no- and it's always like but you also see it with like even in a family dynamic where it's like a child teaming up with the dad to belittle yeah. the mum yeah yeah and it, it's those little things it, and I've like seen it myself where it's like I remember I like was going over to see a family friend once and basically it was like the family friend who was a woman and her partner who was a man and he's like complaining about her to me as if I'm gonna like jump on some kind of bandwagon and like complain about her back or like agree with him like I don't know if that's an idea of like trying to bond with me somehow but it's like that's not the way to do it by shitting on someone that I care about but it's such a weird thing where it's like I've been in those situations as that girl in that restaurant where you sit and you're like, you want to eat something, so you order something, and you almost have to apologize for taking up space. It happens all, all yeah. the time. It's all like, the oh, time. I'm so sorry. Explain it away, and it's like you're just there's there's no need for an extra conversation. You 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 take the order, you move on, and bad enough if it was her apologizing for herself, which she wouldn't have needed to do in the first place, but for him. To see what she's doing as embarrassing on his part. The idea that it's comparative to a, oh, well, she's such a man. Is the idea of masculinity 
threatening or unappealing to you. But if it is, why do you try and achieve it so much for yourself? Yeah. Yeah. Like, there's also, a whole like, conversation to be had there. It's yeah. just, like, maybe on even, like, a surface level as well, this girl was, like, very, very like, jaw-droppingly gorgeous. Like, mm-hmm. very good looking. Oh, they always are. I was like... Yeah. Yeah. Sir, you're already punching above the line currently. You don't need to, like, just you shut, sit in and shut up. Quite frankly. But is that not proof that the interaction that you had with him or with them both shows his insecurity? Because I don't think a man treats a woman like that unless he is insecure about his level compared to her obvious, like, above 10 level. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. know? Yeah. I feel like men don't treat women like shit if they're not insecure. If they're not insecure. I feel like, yeah. yeah. This, yeah. This, the straights... <laughs> I will stop. stop. It's so I to to piggyback off of your um news, your updates for your experience since we last recorded. I I don't know what it is. I decided to be a masochist and I re-downloaded Tinder. Um, large sigh. Yeah, large insert sigh here. Pause if you need to, just to like you know light a candle for me. <laughs> I will never stop. These are so like I love this. Oh, also update for the girlies listening to the pods. We now have a soundboard which will be abused on every episode. So absolutely, absolutely. Oh my god. Um. So yes, I I redownloaded Tinder and it's been a long time. Mm. Like, I'm talking, like, two, three years of just being by myself. And it's not, I genuinely only downloaded it because I was bored. Not because I'm like, I want to find something. I really don't. I really, truly, and completely don't. I like the the small boost of attention. Oh, yeah. That little, that little, I'm telling you right Mm -hmm. now, if someone can package, like, the attention that you get on dating apps into a drug. Yeah. Oh yeah. Addiction. Mm-hmm. Like, if you kidding me on? Addiction. That little, like, I know you want me. Yeah. I'm never gonna speak to you, and you're never gonna speak to me. But there we go. I know you want yeah. me. I was. I actually think out of all of the dating apps, uh, yeah, out of all of the dating apps, I actually think Tinder is the most clear in what it is. Like, I swipe right, you swipe right, and I know you wanted to fuck me, and you said so when you swiped right. Yeah. Yeah. That's literally. Because that's, that's what it's there for. Yeah. Based on the images of me and or the profile that I have built to showcase myself, which I, so I obviously re-logged into like my profile that I had before, updated some photos and kind of wrote like a new bio for myself that was more indicative of like who I am now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And a lot of it was just like, you know, I'm a twitch streamer (laughs) i'm a twitch streamer i'm I'm fucking weird on the internet i'm very fucking queer um i'm a podcast girly like (gasps) just more like usually i would be like oh yeah i don't know i don't want to don't know what to say like whereas i was like i don't really care what people think of me like 
I'm just gonna usually it would be like I I only ever would put like that I'm a chicken run enthusiast because it's one of my favorite films because I didn't mm-hmm. know what else yeah. to say <laughs> and then every straight man that did want to speak to me would be like so uh, they would send a chicken run gif or they would say that they love chicken run or they haven't seen chicken run in a million years those were the only three things that would be said or just straight up profanity of what they wanted to do to me that was it either or so I obviously I'm swiping and me being a little queer bean. Swiper, I've got, no swiping. Swiper, no swiping. So I'm like swiping my way through. And in my mind, I'm like remembering. Like there's all these men predominantly that are coming up. And they're all kind of in like my age range. Like from like my age and like a couple of years older. And I'm just. We're not putting your age range is like 40, 50 plus. Oh. Get oh. that bag. You know, oh, I, thought you were saying, I thought you were saying that V was 40 to 50, but I was like, uh, <gasps> <No>. <laughs> friendly, fire. friendly fire! Friendly fire! <laughs> oh my god, why mislead the vote? I know. No, I just meant, um, why not you know, keep like, it like open? No, I yeah, don't know. men with money. Do you know why? Because <laughs> seeing my personal experience, you like, I always think that like the fantasy of that age range is better than like the, the act- like the actuality. Yeah, no. Like, I it's all funny games agree. until like, the chat like the chat's worse first of all so much worse worse. yeah um and like also the other thing i think about that age range is like if you go far enough you run the risk of like them potentially dying in between dates oh i'm gonna have a heart attack (laughs) i don't know i'd go as far as that in the age range but it is giving when the idea of a chinese is so much better than when you order it and it yeah actually tastes like shit yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> side note by the way really quick update i'm not gonna tell you it's, well i'll tell you later i can't tell on the podcast had a chinese recently it actually exceeded expectations I'm by a, a large I'm margin actually i didn't realize how much yeah, of newsworthy like, that was <laughs> that, that was I quite the, you know, that. we needed that um okay. and i will i will drop location Please. after we finish recording but it was like it, it like but not just like oh actually that's quite nice as in like this is so nice like this is amazing and it was a pure anyway anyway i just had to put that in moving Birthday on present ideas <laughs> um but yeah so like going through the like men and the way that they've built their profile as opposed to me and the way that me and a lot of the girlies that i'm passing are building their profiles I'm swiping on like 90% of the the femmes that I see, not just because I'm really fucking queer, but because the way that they've built their profiles is so much more like a human being. Yeah. Yeah. Like a human being, like a person that I'd be like, I could pass you in a bar and have a conversation. Yeah. Whereas, and it actually made me quite sad where like, see the amount of like, guys that i was seeing there was a few that i was that they were coming up and they were like i would match with them and some of them i was even talking to and i was like here you're quite sound moving on um the ones that i was seeing i was immediately swiping left even though they were objectively very handsome and clearly you know quite successful in what they whatever it is they were doing they've traveled they like this they did that's great all it but what it was showing in all of their photos was like curated Mm-hmm. it didn't feel like I don't know there was even like photos of them like videos of them doing push-ups in the gym 
or like things oh, like that them and the yeah. gym like yeah. with their like and i'm like fit, if fitness is really important to you that's great and like power fucking to you but it made me sad for like and a lot of them where it's like and there was people being like you know got a bit of a dad bod but and i'm like there's no you don't have to explain yourself you don't have to yeah. apologize for anything i'm also a, I'm not a big having lad. abs does not mean you have a dad bod i just want to put that out there like public service announcement yep and also like i think the whole idea of like well women prefer dad bods no women prefer this blah, blah, blah. and it's like honest to god i honestly in my own opinion i can only speak for myself i do not care no yeah i exactly. couldn't care less yeah well like as long as you're like as long as you're like body height i'm not uh, maybe it's is it talk, uh, do you know what if that's my one toxic trait that's your one so toxic. be it yeah the yeah. red flag is flag yeah. i'm so sorry i just i prefer someone to be taller than me. look we're all like, a lot of flags I, yeah it. but uh, but for me it's like i actually am repulsed by big muscles so i actually think it's not big mu- well it uh, actually no, it depends where they muscle? are because like I, uh, <laughs> anyway the the whole uh kind of dad bod body but with muscles like have you seen those big men yeah yeah that they have like just... a beer gut but muscle. but that's the thing like it's always the guys that's that it. are like the world's strongest man mm. is never like chiseled yeah and i personally love that i need a man who's like the size of a house mm. i'm looking for like a four bed bungalow to come and like move in with me basically it, yeah if you can carry the entire already pre-made bed frame plus mattress and me with me, me on naked it. on it up the stairs to smash and throw pillows and everything that's it see i just don't like i have like dated a, a wide variety of different kinds of people with different kinds of bodies and like i've had them comment and be like you know do you prefer this? And you've dated people that look like this. Or da, da, da. Like, I've had exes who were like six foot four rugby players. I've had ex exes who were like five foot eleven skinny little twinks. Like, do you know what I mean? It's like it's. But I was I've never five foot three men. <laughs> um, uh, oh, same. Yeah. And it's like, but I was never once looking at their. Not that I didn't notice their body. I appreciated their body as like them. It's theirs exactly I don't, yeah I, so it's like and i know that a lot of other people are the exact same and i think i just found it sad and immediately when i thought if that's what you view your body as as someone that's obviously a fat person <laughs> it's it goes through my mind and i go into like little bit of like you wouldn't look twice at me in a bar <laughs> you'd start fat shaming me yeah yeah you, like I just I can see through it a little bit and maybe it's projection and maybe it's fear but I was definitely going through the experience of returning to a dating app very like differently than I ever have before when I was more like nope can't be bothered nope nope and maybe that's too judgy of me but like the whole point of tinder no, is to do no that yeah. there's no such thing as too judgy but the, the the I was noticing I was making different choices than I yeah. did before and I was going for people that I thought me and you would probably have a great conversation me and you would probably get on really well and it was like yeah I find you attractive but I actually feel like as a like person to person like we would you know vibe even if it was yeah. for a conversation a date a drink a night you know 
Oh, like it. It was just different. But then I thought to myself, like the experience I've had on like Tinder, which has been largely like a kind of more straight-sided experience. Yeah. In comparison to queer dating, which is different. That's one way of putting it. Scary. I feel like queer dating is a whole other scale. As queer dating is the Squid Games. Yes. Oh. Queer dating is literally yeah. the Squid Games. It is. That. That's it. Like literally. This is the thing. There's two sides of it. You're either the little girl with the gun, the eyes for guns. <laughs> or you're the people running to the little girl but you're not both i completely agree also the whole speed of it i feel mm. queer dating is very adhd like there's <laughs> no <laughs> there is no like sitting and thinking it's go 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 yeah like, like this person is great boom 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 it's a u-haul yeah. van and a welcome mat it really is but I like just channeling back before we get into queer dating. I was going to mention that I agree in the sadness of where men have really put themselves on dating apps and what they feel they need to express. And I just want to say, if you are a straight man who is listening to this and thinking, well, what is what's wrong with that? And what Hi. is wrong with that? Hi! Oh my God, how did you find oh, us? <laughs> Literally, how did you find us? We actually tried to hide from you all, but anyway. <laughs> yeah, it's in the title. Um, but the reason women do not like that or femme people or queer people do not like that is because I feel there is like with femme presenting people we see so much further than just like an exterior body like ex that truly is your shell and not to be a spiritual bitch but I feel like most of the girlies are a bit more spiritual and want to meet people spiritually rather than see like a pile of muscle yeah like I need to hear you speak I need I need to I need to see that there is something beyond I bag of bones there. Think like you like jazz. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't like jazz, <laughs> yeah. What are you doing? Jazz is chaos. What are you doing? You know, yeah. Like, but I... with queer dating, it's you. We're so much more like. I want to get to know you. Like, who are you? It's like twenty questions immediately. But I yeah. think, like, with queer dating, and I think that, and I mean, you can speak to your experience, not speak to mine, because I do actually think there's a lot, a big difference between. Um, queer men and queer women. Agreed. A thousand percent. Um, we go, we go and get into this. But I think there's straight dating and cis people dating, but mainly straight people, mainly heterosexual people dating. Is it so like ingrained in our culture? It's so like it's in movies, it's on TV, it's on po other podcasts, it's it's everywhere. Yeah. And queer dating is there as well, and I think it is getting there, but like it's not like as prolific in our current society but um i think that like because of that there's almost a like mathematical approach to straight dating like i find a lot of the time that like any of my friends who are heterosexual when they go on dates or when they're dating someone it, it doesn't really matter who it is they tend to follow the same patterns yeah. whereas like for queer people i almost feel because there's less of this like societal understood norm of like how dating works it's the like roles. two extremes it's yeah. too like it's either like sorry what was your name like after they fucking pull out of you or um 
it's like <laughs> let's let's move in together like after two weeks do you know what i mean like they're, mm-hmm. they, they oh, may be both yes, still definitely. quick but it's almost like two levels of like the extremes of yeah like dating rather than just having like given time to get to know someone mm-hmm. and get yeah. to have that connection and i don't know if that's maybe to do and that's maybe goes into a deeper level and i don't want to get too dark and deep but like i don't know if that goes into the, the fact of like when you're younger as a queer person what you crave is connection with other queer people and sometimes we don't always have that and we're not always as lucky to have that and so mm-hmm. when it comes to dating are we all just like craving the connection as quick as possible rather than having the patience to connect I, I do think that's where I mentioned the ADHD feeling is like you it's that immediate dopamine hit like things are getting so much faster the dating world has changed so much because the want to take it slow and experience the little details isn't there anymore because they don't give you the hit that you are looking for which is the end result mm-hmm. yeah and mm-hmm. there's such yeah. a societal like push to be like well you're not worthy if you're not married by 30 like what's wrong with you if you're not married at 30 what's wrong with you if you're still living alone or still living with your parents what's wrong with you for being independent but then there's also the societal belief that if you're not independent and that if you can't do things alone you're also not worthy and you're weak and you're codependent and it's like I think a lot of the time though that and I actually think that this is a a concept or or a societal expectation across both heterosexual people and queer people dating is that and to come back to your point where you were talking about like you need to be with someone but you also need to be independent is i actually think that what society expects from us is that we have that other people can see that we are openly desired not that other people can see that we're in a loving relationship is that like you have to be in this relationship because somehow someone has to like co-sign your desirability so that other people have to see that so that's not but also at the same time you need to be super independent you need to be like standing on two feet which is fine there's nothing wrong with that I mean that's like how I live my life but like yeah there's an argument to say like if you're with this person you're too codependent if you're not with someone you're too independent or you're not desirable yeah so you it's not even about having a like a loving relationship it's about needing to needing other people or getting other people to sign off or to see that someone has signed off and said this person is desirable mm-hmm. yeah like always for that external validation literally no matter what which yeah. i would argue is much more relevant in straight relationships because there is like the whole argument of oh well it you know it's been seven years and he hasn't popped the question what's wrong with you yeah you know and oh you guys aren't living together but you've been together for four years what is wrong like what's going on there why and it's like why does that have to be something wrong mm-hmm. oh you're not you haven't had kids yet oh, why oh, oh. <laughs> God, i mean thing. write kids down for the next like another episode we <laughs> could run through that um yeah. but can we actually just talk about some of our, our red flags for um dating and what we don't like on dating not necessarily dating but like dating profiles I'd love to know. I have so many. Profile, profile, like as a singular thing. Okay. Yeah. So, like, if you're going on Tinder, for example, like, what is it that comes up on someone's profile where you're like, Eck, like, can, oh! well, can I actually tell a little story first because sure. I have a I have a story that goes into this. Um, okay. It's a story about me being cheated on, but oh, it's oof. really not that bad. It's not that bad. Well, okay. 
let's get into it. Ah! So, um, without sharing too many de- details, I met this guy and he literally, we were so obsessed with each other when we first met each other that he stayed at my house for three days, just didn't leave my house after okay. we met. Like, I don't know if I've heard this story, so like, I'm going to just ask some questions. Like, three days as in, like, you met each other and then he stayed in your house for two days. Yeah. Uh, I just didn't leave the house. Girlie, you are just asking to Can get I just murdered. add that it wasn't to have sex? That's, I'm not saying it was. It's very lesbian of him, actually. You're not letting the killer in. <laughs> yeah, it was a bit lesbian. It's really, lesbian dates last for, like, 72 hours sometimes. It probably would have been a lot more accepted if it was a lesbian relationship. Honestly. But we'll move on. So the one queer privilege. He stayed at my house for three days. And then he left to go meet his dad. And then he was like, my dad really wants to meet you. I've raved about you so much. And I was like, no, thanks. (laughs) I've had three days. I really don't want to. I'll see you tomorrow, whatever. What was the next step? Hi, can I get a kidney? (laughs) Mariage. Um, He was probably going to propose to me right there in the bar, really. But so we had a relationship for about two weeks. And I remember vividly at least 10 times in this two weeks the tinder notification going off while we were mid-conversation and i just it like i knew it was that but i think in that kind of space you just don't want to believe it like i'd I'd hear it and be like you missed that notification you also you also especially when it's that like no you don't want to like be like what was that because you don't want to seem crazy because and again we already were like oh he was i will i would argue that you've both passed the crazy threshold after he'd stayed in your house for three days but sure <laughs> well yeah I, I was very deprived but he we he was very very religious and if you know uh, me i'm a pagan so you did we tell had a story so we had a lot of clashing we had a lot of arguments and it was to the point in those two weeks we had argued about everything on the planet so much that when it came to this tinder notification kept going off it was like i can't be bothered so instead of just confronting him that i knew he had tinder i downloaded tinder and i thought i'll just look for him that's like the best proof isn't it i'll just go on tinder and i'll screenshot it and show him didn't think about the whole like well why are you on tinder yeah well to look for you but like anyway so i got tinder and i looked for him and lo and behold i found his profile and when i tell you this is the most unhinged oh my god mentally ill Red flaggery. Hi to my old men- my <laughs> mentally ill girlies. Unwell. Shout incel, out to them. Honestly, it was just the most disgusting Tinder profile I have ever seen in my entire life. It was just photos of him completely topless. Like uh, every single photo, you wouldn't have been able to tell whether he was naked or not. What would you say with that, sir? Well, he died. <laughs> he died topless. <laughs> well, just with the Jesus. abs out, by the way. I know. Like, well, uh, yeah. Jesus. And he rose again. Uh, the whole... Oh. He did. Round two. Ding, ding. Ding, dong. <laughs> Sorry, continue. Um, Sorry. This guy couldn't rise if he took drugs. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> if he had the help, the help wouldn't be helping. Anyways, 
so he so i found the profile and i saw the bio <laughs> pause pause time out i'm sorry listen this is why we didn't have just sex a, this is a disclaimer right um that nothing to be ashamed of if this happens There's to you nothing to be ashamed of. however it's a problem when you rave about your dick size and i'm gonna get into it right now oh god so buckle up the first not thing not the deflated balloon the oh first thing on the Tinder bio was, I am God. Uh, Shut up. <laughs> a cult Excuse leader. Excuse me? A cult leader. Um, and then it went into about, like, I have a 12-inch dick. I I will be sending you to hospital after we, you oh know, do God. the smash. That is not very Christian of you. Well, Jesus did get nailed. Oh, <laughs> Anyway. probably more than i did oh bestie i know well you know it was a blessing in disguise it then went into a list of just requirements for the the female Shut that he was the female no. female red flag oh, red flag the biggest red the, there you go. i'm telling you right now this is a, hold on public service announcement public fucking <laughs> service announcement. public service announcement <laughs> if you are in fact Anyone, forget gender, what what you identify. If you refer to femme people and women and she, they, she, hers as females, I'm telling you right now. Electric chair. Electric chair. Electric chair. If you mm -hmm. learn nothing, if you learn anything in this podcast, never, ever refer to people as females. Ever. 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 Public service <laughs> announcement done. Honestly, thank you God. for the public service announcement. At the end of the entire bio, it was, I do have a girlfriend. She knows about my Tinder. She's cheating on me. Therefore, is why I have a Tinder profile. Full stop. <laughs> oh, so what? My, I then God. was a bit triggered beyond just taking a screenshot and sending it to him because I was like, "Oh, the new level of rage. unhinged crazy rage that I felt took me a little bit further." So I thought, <laughs> instead of just screenshotting the profile and sending it to him, I would just go a little bit further. Um, so I invited him to my house to stay over. And he stayed you over. Stop letting the killer in the front door. <laughs> so I went through his phone. Oh. We don't condone going through people's phones. We, we don't. don't. Do you, we don't. GDPR would tell you not to do that. When I tell you, in this two weeks of meeting this guy, I was, I had been driven to crazy. I used to drive this guy into town to cheat on me, and then he would come home after cheating on me and doing drugs, what? and stay at my house. Like that you drove him. the hell is this? I would drive him into average because oh I thought he was just going out with the boys. Oh my god! But he was going out. He was going out on the. Were court. you literally born the day before we meeting him? No. Yeah. Shut up. <laughs> I met him on New Year's Eve as well. Uh, this was the most unhinged relationship. This is the thing. fastest you relationship don't think I've that ever been in my life. You don't think that someone's like. Like, oh, can you drive me out of town? Because th they're going to literally cheat on you. Like, the, the nerve, the gall, the gumption. Mm-hmm. Ridiculousness. Oh, well, I didn't, yeah, I didn't think. But anyway, you, so you I went believe the phone, it I was you, that you bad. You give people the benefit of the doubt, but yeah, that's fucking horrific. 
And then in the morning, I just gave him his phone and I was like, goodbye. This is where, actually, this is where you can absolutely give me a slap on the wrist because I gave him his phone in the morning and I said, look, I know you're cheating on me. I know all this stuff. And uh, he was like, you're right. The, we should end the relationship because it's just not going to work out. I said, okay. He said, do you want to go grab breakfast? Uh, I said, <laughs> okay. <laughs> but karma came to him because someone put an actual pube in his drink like plucked a pube out of their bodily orifice. He'd clearly upset someone who worked at this bar, put a pube in his drink. End of story. Full stop, no commas. Are the streets okay? For real. Jesus Christ. Also, I really want to know who worked there at the dear old Weatherspoons and put we a not... pube in oh his god. drink. Oh my god. We, okay, I don't... I... Uh, lessons to learn so from many this. thoughts about this <laughs> but that's my red flag <laughs> after that tangent uh tinder bio red flags men uh, just men well, all of it i just can't it's I, this is maybe a really random red flag this i don't know if this is necessarily i'm trying to think about i don't think on any of the social media apps like tinder 100 anything that if you connect your Instagram, it shows you their Instagram username. I don't think that does that. Um, but I hate when guys put their Instagram handle in yeah. their bio and they're like, don't really use this much. Talk to me here. Sir, just say you want to be an influencer and move on. Like, this is not the way to grab followers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I am guilty of uh, doing that, but mm-hmm. I completely Mia, agree. I hate it when flag. men do that. <laughs> red flag I just wanted followers. I, I once got Tinder... I once got Tinder. <laughs> Why are you whispering? <laughs> to promote my streaming platform. <laughs> That's a great idea. Well, do you know what? It worked. Not the omnichannel marketing. And then I and then I got rid of it. But oh my god! I just thought like it worked for my Instagram. It worked for my podcast. To be fair, I saw someone the other night that they were trying to like rent out their two bed flat that they owned on Tinder, with like photos of the flat. That is okay. so smart. Do you know what? It's kind of slay. Kind of slay. It was like nine fifty for like a two bed flat in Glasgow. Oh, it, it wasn't bad. I was like that. Like what part of Glasgow? I don't know. I didn't swipe. I swiped to left. I'd be swiping right. I know. I was like, but the, I don't want them to be like because they in the bio it was like no time wasters. <laughs> Which oh, again, yeah, like they really flag. needed to get if that gone. That was a person red flag, and also it's like um. I find it to be, this is just my own like red flags, which is anything to do with them being like either self-deprecating or self-aggrandizing. Oh, yeah. Like you can say things about yourself in a way that's like, this is what I'm doing with my life or like, this is what I've done. I don't care that you lived in fucking Thailand for six months. Oh well, see, no, I don't mind that. And a bio, like, how? But how do you find? But where do you find the difference? Like, where's the like, where's the happy medium? I feel like the spice. Honestly, the happy. Yeah. So, like, if you're between like self-deprecating and um, like, what was the other word? Self-aggrandizing. Self-aggrandizing. Miss Dictionary over here. Literally, (laughs) Miss Thesaurus. (laughs) I feel like you're self-grandiosing yourself. Mm. Um. Like, where do you find the happy medium? For like, me... Do, by saying, like, I, I have a degree in this, is that, like, self-grandizing? 
So, like, if someone's saying that they have a degree in this and they're working in this field or this is what they like to do, totally fine. That's, like, a thing opener. But being, like, I've lived here, 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 and here. And, the, like, and in their photos, it's them with, like, an expensive car. It's them showing off their body in a way that's, like, every photo. It's them, do you know what I mean? It's, like, they obviously... Oh, it's very external. It's like, all external. It's maybe, like, yeah. I, it, but the, yeah. if somebody had lived, like, in lots of places, I'd want to know. That's, like, that's, like, a part of your life that you would share, no? I, I'd, like, yeah. Yeah, but like if that's all you like, if I, maybe it's my perception of like it wouldn't be the first thing I would talk about or like talk about myself. Yeah, in. okay, that makes like sense. Like if I'm trying to like mm-hmm. talk about me and who I am as a person and like this small little bio of what I've got going on, me having lived in a bunch of different places doesn't change or doesn't like actually tell anybody anything about who I am. All it does is go, look at me, I've lived X, Y, and Z countries. Look at me, I'm so successful. Okay, so Tinder mm. red flag um traveled ask me about it <laughs> like, ask me about my travels i don't mind talking to people about the, oh you've traveled like but if that's all you're gonna want to talk about or if that's if that's like i don't know i want to get to the root of okay, things no, i get it because i feel like i actually i'm starting to understand it because actually if someone it's almost like when people took a and gap year always the case but like when some yeah, people like, talk about didn't? travel, they're trying to like talk about their wealth without saying that they're wealthy. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's like it's like, that, a subtle like as an extension of your wealth. Like that, yeah, I understand that. Like that would, yeah, I would it's, say that's it's a like a, it's a little bit. It's like it's it's it is harmless in and of itself. But like I think overall, like especially when I was like sort of swiping through, I kind of saw it and I was like, I know, but I, great, good for you. I don't care. It doesn't tell me anything about who you are, and I get that like people use dating apps not for dating and to get to know people but for other reasons which we'll get into but like for me it just was that way where I was like I've just kind of put a little bit of what I've got going on and the kind of things that interest me and the kind of things that I've got going on and like it was more just that I'm like I stream on Twitch these are the things I'm interested in and Mm -hmm. hobbies and interests hobbies and interests so like the conversations I ended up having with people that matched with me that messaged me were much more like oh that's so cool what are you podcasting about like yeah or I could be like oh you're a writer too what are you writing about like yeah we had yeah, ended yeah. up having like really nice conversations about like living life on hard mode as a freelance writer like you know which mm-hmm. I was like I'll remember that conversation much more than I would remember someone telling me about the six months they lived in Japan yeah you know i think it is i think it's is um personal opinion absolutely and that's things like that because i think all some people care about is like how well traveled someone is because it shows yeah how much money they have how much of the world they've seen yeah Yeah, it's like an extension of wealth Mm -hmm. i think anything like and i think a kind of overarching red flag then if it's not just like a personal preference would be i've only seen it very very rarely it's not most people aren't complete cunts but like i have seen people being like making comments where you know the whole like basically like no fat bitches oh my god right so actually on that note like when i tell you that's every third profile for gay men that's i'm so serious like like no fat no femmes like no way it's literally it's every third profile it's like i i don't know if i'm now i don't know if there's a a decrease of it as i've gotten older or i'm just like less receptive to it so i'm just like bye like whatever 
but it is it's so prevalent to the point where I'm like this this is a problem this is an issue mm-hmm. that's crazy it do you is. think that's like I mean another tangent but do you think that has more to do with men than it does grinder <laughs> I think it has to do know. with the patriarchy um, that they're still inbuilt within yes I think that like um I think that with gaming specifically mm-hmm. is like and that's a, well maybe not game I think it is an overarching thing of like the society that we live in which is unfortunately a patriarchy but I also think that like with men in general there's always this thing of like having to assert masculinity over yeah. something or someone yeah, it's like the sacrifice yeah. of femininity at all costs because yes. it's seen as a weakness and so mm. and let me be very on let, let me be like clear that I do not this is not it's not prevalent in like the gay men that I know personally yeah and it's not prevalent in the majority of gay men um but it is out there I think that actually it boils down to misogyny and it boils down to hatred of women yeah. quite honestly oh, and yeah. actually I think specifically in gay men a lack of respect not all of them obviously but a lack of respect for women because yeah. I think and and I would like I would love to know if you disagree with this statement but I think that with straight men because there is a, a sexual attraction to women it's not the equivalent of respect but it's still like straight men are not able to sorry excuse me gay men are not able to disregard women as like that you could be a gay man and never have a woman in your life you know I mean? because yeah. you're not attracted to them so like if you didn't want to have a woman in your life you wouldn't necessarily have to whereas like if you're a straight man who's attracted to women you're going to probably come across them at some point does that make sense yeah so for gay men i do think that it is almost like this complete disregard and disrespect of women mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. yeah and a hatred of femininity as well but i also think that it's just a way to like assert superiority and unfortunately as well body image is an image is such a thing a such a big thing in in the gay community that um the there is such this like hatred almost put on people who have bigger bodies or do, not even bigger bodies just not like hyper masculine bodybuilder chiseled abs in all honesty like yeah um yeah. but obviously if you're putting that at the very top and someone who has a larger body at the bottom you know there's a there's a hierarchy there um and it's like it's just horrible it is really horrible like yeah. I, oh, it yeah. really and especially as someone who is very femme mm-hmm. um and very like proudly femme it's it's like all the time i That's think fact. it a lot of it comes from being uncomfortable with what they don't know like i think that being viscerally uncomfortable with something that you don't understand and not seeking out to understand it can create such a hatred for that thing it's like even though it's a lack of like knowledge or understanding and honesty i think like from my perspective you know i'm i have a very like average build body like i can really only speak for like the the fact that there's a lot of giving her like no femmes um is I'm like we're the same person like we are very similar like you pretending like femininity is such a big like we are the same person I'm just more feminine like that like there's not any other real difference does that make sense like Mm -hmm. if we're going to just put it down to that so I just think that like it's just 
I think we're so conditioned that like we have to be this level of hyper masculinity to be desirable. Yeah, yeah. And then we put that on a pedestal, even if it's not necessarily um just queer people or gay men that put that on a pedestal. You know, society puts hyper masculinity on a pedestal anyway. Yeah. Um but I I like it's just yeah. I think that like I remember watching this TikTok once, um, and I, I forget who it was now, and I actually will try and put it in the description for this podcast because I actually would mm-hmm. recommend that everyone watch this. And it was a guy talking about like research that he was doing specifically about feminine men and the queer community. Um and basically um it was about how like in society when men and boys like subvert masculinity, when you are feminine, you are like you're kind of putting your middle finger up to society as we know it. Yeah. Like you're almost an embarrassment for society because you like, I don't disregard masculinity, but I don't like revel in it. Like I'm just a very feminine person and that's just how I am. Um, yeah. But like when you do that, you like put your middle finger up to masculinity. And so like men who have to use masculinity to like make themselves feel more desirable or have to use masculinity to assert themselves over someone else like you become the most undesirable thing to those men and I would say that's very true for me because I actually think that a lot of the time and I I'm lucky that I haven't had a lot of issues because I just steer clear of it completely of guys who are like that but I have found that in a lot of instances where my femininity has been mocked um is actually because of the insecurity that they have being associated with me and it's yeah. the insecurity that they have of their own femininity because they've repressed it themselves and they yeah. did that to themselves first and so a lot of the time it's my femininity as a source of insecurity for them because they are so insecure about their own femininity not necessarily even mine yeah yeah. And again, it comes down to external validation as well. And like we spoke about before, like having someone else like co-sign your desirability. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, yeah, I completely agree. I think I've definitely seen the idea of rejecting femininity in so many ways with like queer men or just men in general. But yeah, with specifically with queer men. And I think I find it really sad because to reject femininity as again, it's like, with masculinity being like the archetype of you know the the upper echelon and femininity archetype if you're looking at them all all femininity and masculinity are as we have both archetypes within us both all the time Mm -hmm. we might just resonate like you are more openly femme and more resonate more with the ideas of like a feminine archetype and all the kind of things that are associated with it but often, even within that archetype, not even connected to people or society as a whole, it is about, it's seen as softer. It's seen as the one that is taken. We were talking about this earlier, Mia. It was like, yeah. you are someone that gives, you're someone that is, you're, it's seen as a, it's seen as a um, weaker and it's just not, it's just not. No. And that is again, subject to misogyny, subject to the patriarchy as a whole. But then when you sit with uh, under that umbrella, growing up as a queer person, you are not only trying to unshackle yourself from societal pressures to figure out who you are, you're also still trying to like navigate a world where people are still going to mock and attack you for mm-hmm. being, even just saying that you're queer. And it's it's almost like people that are masked and are queer men get a pass because it's like oh well yeah did you know they're gay oh but you would never know 
it's you almost like, yes it's, yeah. it's, oh you would never know and it's like oh well you know very gay very gay it's like it's it's reveled in as like quirky rather than just an identity whereas people being gay and it's like oh well you would never know they just they're they're just normal and it's like no they're just straight passing because the idea and if that's you know them completely normally which I think for a lot of people that really really hammer into like being queer and being very mask at the expense of femininity and at the attack of femininity like you say it is an insecurity and it is a like a lack of respect for women as and femininity as a whole and I think it speaks to the idea of I once had an argument with someone recently where they were talking about you know why are so many people that are queer not so many a fucking tiny minority of arseholes that are queer not supporting trans people and the argument that was posed was that they don't want to be in the firing line again and I think the idea Mm. that mask or queer men that rail against feminine gay men or women or any kind of archetype of femininity is that they feel safety in straight passing yeah yeah and they feel safety in but it's is it, that to me is really sad because all you're doing is sitting in a space that and trying to like fake your way through a space that will always attack you regardless yeah like yeah. it's that and it, like not to bring it up but it's the thing that popped into my head of like recently with the whole stuff to do with the bud light controversy and Dylan Dylan. Mulvaney and then also Caitlyn Jenner coming out and being like this is ridiculous and I'm like you do realize you're a trans woman yeah yeah you are rallying for the straights like needy's business and they will still they will still always see you as a trans woman yeah like that creates enemies for you everywhere yeah and it's it's because it's all around it's a lack of respect for women Yeah. yeah That's what that is, and it's it's been clear throughout a lot of things, and it's it's really sad, and it creates this weird thing. So obviously we're looking at like our experiences. Like I was even talking about you know like swiping on men and being like no, whereas I I find it more comfortable to be with women is because I see a lot of men and have experienced a lot of men, both queer men and straight men using masculinity as such a blanket for themselves because of the world that's been created around us and the world that yeah. they've found safety and it's why the rise of incels and like incel behavior and the rise of like really aggressive right-wing ideals is because they find safety and if this is my hyper masculinity and I can find power and strength in this but what it is yeah. is actually hiding from the idea of being multifaceted and open because it leads you open to attack. Yeah. Yeah. And if that's, if that's like, it's not honesty, then it's weakness, it's cowardice. Yeah. Oh, and it's yeah, it's definitely. sad, but that's the thing is like the this if if this is anything, it's like if you are someone that is queer, if you're someone that is quietly queer, if you're someone that doesn't have the ability or doesn't have the the privilege to be able to be openly queer, like, I really hope that even in this small tiny little space where we just sit and talk shit that 
you can sit in the knowledge that your femininity will never be mocked if if you want to sit with it and that you're even your gender non-conforming identity that you are a multifaceted being that isn't one or the other is all of the above and nothing if you're a little orb be a little orb you know yeah it is like it's intense it's fucked if we were to sum up (laughs) (laughs) in conclusion in conclusion if we were to sum up like queer dating in three words what would your three words be that squid game (laughs) correct Uh, correct that um fast unpredictable and deprived i really want to can i do four words i was just about to say soft okay oh okay okay my four words my four words is i love when women yes (laughs) a brilliant four word statement thanks okay maybe mine should be the squid game remix (laughs) (laughs) yes so just to pivot off of the story that mia told earlier about her two week long relationship with a serial killer cult leader yeah i wanted to balance it with one of my own horror stories for for both of you and for the listeners at home this was the this was the dating experience that i had that drove me off dating apps and swore me off men for how long has it been now a good uh, while. Oh, years. I mean, years. you'll have to dust yeah, it off before yeah. you years. get it going again. Yeah, a couple of years. Oh, more than a couple. Well, well, like two or three. Two or three. Yeah. Um, so buckle up, girlies. It is a wild one. It's a wild one. Okay. So picture the scene. It is... It is. This was like during COVID as well. What a time! Dating through COVID oh, was wild, and COVID, COVID as a whole thing. We'll need to get into another episode. We will have to do an episode. We will. COVID. We will. We yeah. will. So, I had Tinder. Never really used it. Didn't really care about it. Matched with this guy. Um. We will. He will remain remain nameless, and we matched. He had very, he was very, very good conversationalist. And one little thing about me is I love a conversation. I love to gossip and or gab. I mean, hello. Uh, I mean, hello. Yeah. Welcome yeah. to the Queer Tangent, where that is all we do. <laughs> um, but we we got on really well. He had a lot of interest in the fi- like films and TV, and we chatted about that. Um, he had experience with, he went to see a lot of theatre. I was like, oh, girly, let's talk about this. We got on really well. I was talking about, you know, just starting to be a Twitch girly. He was really into tech and computers and stuff. He was really into gaming. So we got on really, really well. And I obviously had been inside with through COVID, as had everyone. And it was during that kind of first summer back where like people were allowed to go out and there was that whole like eat out to help out thing <gasps> going on. A shout yeah. out. And listen, if this government has done anything right. The one, and, to help out. the one and only <laughs> thing they did right was eat out to help out. So it was during that fateful summer. And basically we'd matched on Tinder. We chatted away. He was like, can I take you out for a drink? I was like, yes, you can. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. So we went out. We met up. It was a nice kind of summer's day. I looked amazing. 
you can only as just pair. as pair i looked um like i i pulled out all the stops it was the first time i'd been out in a long while i took my time and we met up and he was like very handsome t- very handsome kind of taller than me kind of like like kind of just like like a bigger guy really really nice beard and we went and we had a drink and the the chemistry oh my days for days chemistry for days now you're probably thinking this is all going very well <laughs> yeah where's the butt where's the <laughs> where's the button it's a big butt and it was mine um <laughs> so we basically we're sitting at this we're sitting at the table we're holding hands it's a whole thing and he's talking about which first red flag the the subtle love bombing which was you know i feel like we've known each other before i feel like we've known each other in a past life which is oh when i tell you that's i'm hook line and sinker i love that line i love it past lives please give me Mm -hmm. it so he's like yeah i feel like we've known each other before like it, it doesn't feel like we've just met like it feels like we've known each other for a long time like how comfortable we are with each other and i was like yeah i'm such a hopeless romantic so I was like, yeah, no, this is like great. And he's like, yeah, I could really, you know, I don't, I've not been in a relationship in a while and I don't really do this easily. So like, you know, it must mean something if I'm like, you know, considering, you know, <sighs> and seeing this going oh, somewhere. And I'm like, yeah. oh my God, you know? So we have a, we have a really nice date. Oh my God. Oh my God. Wow. wow. Oh my God. So the date is kind of coming to an end it can either be like i go home or you know we go somewhere else and he was like well he was like no pressure he's like i have like drinks back at mine which is like just up the road and i was like mm-hmm. i see where this is going and i was very direct and i was like i'll come with you to get drinks let me just text my friends and let them know where i'm going which mm-hmm. take yeah. notes girlies oh, um yes. i always have my location on my phone is always on and charged um Uh, (laughs) when i'm outside i don't really go outside adam (laughs) so i heard my phone's always charged and i thought that girl's a liar that girl's a liar liar. (laughs) not when i'm inside i don't really care but like when i'm going outside i need to have my phone on charge because Mm -hmm. yeah so he was like that's no worries and i was like and just while we're here i'm just going to be very honest and say that I think you're very attractive. There's a lot of chemistry here. I don't really want to do anything sexually at this juncture. Very upfront as it was. And he was like very respectful and was like, yeah, that's fine. We goes back. We has a really nice time. And he smelled amazing. Like he had really nice cologne on. He was dressed. I know. Same. I'm weak at the knees. And he was in like really nice kind of black jeans and a black like t-shirt and like like, he, he was dressed immaculately, right? I know you're thinking this date is going very well where's the butt we go back to his we're chatting away we're watching tv we're having a great time mm. and then i start getting a migraine and i i was like oh no i'm starting to get a migraine and for those that know me they know i'm a migraine girly if my migraines hit i'm horizontal cannot can barely move it's awful and i was like maybe i should leave but i was quite far away from home and the thought of traveling all the way home with a migraine yeah it was rough i was like oh no this can't be happening this can't be happening he goes don't worry about it don't worry about it i'll go get you some ice we'll get you some ibuprofen we'll turn the lights off and we'll just chill put some music on our podcast or something i was like oh my god oh my god 
God. He's like, are you hungry? He's like, are you hungry? He's like, are you hungry? We'll order some McDonald's. He buys me 20 chicken nuggets. I'm like, mariage. Mariage. And I know you're thinking, this is going very well, despite the migraine. The time runs away from both of us. We're chatting away. We're getting to know each other. I have like heart eyes. I'm having a great time. And I look at my phone. I'm starting to feel a little bit better. Had some food, had some painkillers. And I realise it's midnight and I've missed my last train home. Oh. And it was during that COVID era where, I mean, it still is very expensive now post-COVID for taxis, but it was really bad for how expensive it was. Oh, oh. It was, yeah. It was really yeah. bad. So I was Those like, taxis were like, you want to go home? Left yeah. kidney. Yeah, left kidney. <laughs> <laughs> like, it was so bad. Yeah. yeah. And I value my kidneys. So I was like, oh God, what am I going to do? And he was like, no pressure you could always just stay overnight and I was like is that not like you know and I was very honest I was like I just don't want you to think that I've done this on purpose he was like you've had a migraine you've just not known what time it was he's like and I was like right okay so he gives me a t-shirt and some like face wipes for my makeup all goes well we go to sleep I wake up the next day and I'm doing the whole like I'm putting my clothes on from yesterday my little bodysuit and my little trousers and I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm about to do the walk of shame home, even though I've not done anything. <laughs> even though there should be no shame. Just make sure you get home safe. There's absolutely zero shame. The walk of sleigh home. The walk of sleigh. Yeah, the walk Thank of you. Sleigh. Thank you so much. So he, he wakes up and he's like, can I take you for breakfast? I was like, absolutely you can. Yes, you can. Yes, please. That would be great. Um, He's like, there's a really nice little brunch place right around the corner. We'll take a little stroll. I said, that's great. Is it okay if I use your shower? And he's like, yeah, sure, that's fine. So I'm like, right, okay, thank you, because I just don't want to like go for breakfast, you know, not yeah. having showered. Post migraine. Post migraine, not having showered. Yeah. So he like leaves a towel in the bathroom. He's like, right, okay. I'm like, right, okay, I'll see you soon. I goes into the shower. I'm figuring it out. It was a really hot shower. He said he was like, he's like, I don't really know how to make it like less hot. And I was like, right, okay, I'll just scald myself. Cool. So I'm in the shower. I'm doing my thing. I'm naked. Cooking. Cooking. I'm cooking. cooking. And the door opens. Oh. Um, if you're still listening to this, this is where the butt comes in. <laughs> and it was his butt, his naked butt. Standing in the doorway, butt ass naked, dick swinging. Oh. oh. I mean, it wasn't really swinging, but moving. Uh, oh. <laughs> Not much to swing. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh. I'm standing there going, what the fuck is going on (laughs) and he just strides in gets in the shower and i'm there like i never said anything about and what world did i and then in the back of my mind i'm like this man could murder you and then i was like just people please your way through this this is fine you've probably misinterpreted this you struggle with (laughs) communication sometimes you've missed like this is fine this is fine i this has found my way through it and so I'm get I'm I'm I literally just showered and was like right I've washed my hair cool I'm gonna go get ready see you soon I get so goes into the room and I'm like what the fuck was that we get ready we go for breakfast so we're strolling around for breakfast somehow we made it to breakfast and I'm trying to like put you know him walking into the shower with me unannounced and uninvited into the back of my head we have a nice breakfast he buys breakfast we go I get a taxi home all is well. All in all, 
other than one glaring big huge massive red flag mm-hmm. harmless I felt quite positive about it avoiding the glaring red flag come to find he's blocked me on everything I said uh, what You've blocked me? I was, a child. I, I was like, excuse me. <laughs> so a month goes by. I've moved on from it. Can't. I've moved on. I'm like, I don't have time. I get a notification on my phone. He's unblocked me and he's messaged me. This big long spiel. Oh my God. I'm like, oh my. Right, okay. This is him saying he's so sorry for making a rash decision and blocking him. He clearly has some commitment issues. And sure. I'm, Commitment's mm-hmm. the only issue you got. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> and that he, you know, really had taken a lot of time out just to like reflect and he kept thinking about me and decided that he'd made the wrong decision and wanted to apologize and see if he could have a second chance. I said, what was it that like made you block me? Like, I thought we had a really nice date. He said, no, we did. I said, so what... <sighs> Other than What's your com- was it your commitment issues? Because you were the what one. Netflix-ing? I was like, you were the one giving it. I would. I could see us going long term. I really like you. I was like, that was all coming from your mouth. I didn't push mm-hmm. a single thing on you. Lips flapping. Lips were yep. flapping. Yeah. And he said, no, no. All of, I do believe all of that, and I think I just got all up in my head because, well, you know, you walk really slowly. <laughs> I said, excuse me? I what now? He said, you walk really slowly. Like, see when we were not walking. That see when we were walking. Not that. Not this. Like, what the actual. I, I, was, I was on the phone to him about it. And I was like, sorry, come again. He was like, yeah, just. Backwards. Backwards. In French. With an accent. Um, <laughs> he was like, yeah, I just feel like, you know, we. Like when we were walking to brunch, like he's like, I'm quite a fast walker. And I was like, well, I didn't realize it was the fucking bleep test. Like I didn't realize I was being tested. <laughs> yeah. I didn't realize that this was like an like a deal breaker of how fast. I'll race you to brunch. Yeah, race you to well, brunch. Yeah. Like what is that? Like the hundred meters? I was like, right, okay. So I said, so it was my walk. And he went, well, it wasn't really that. It was more like I noticed it and it kind of bothered me. And I thought, well, if this bothers me, what else is going to bother me about her? I'm sure there'll be other things about me that bother, like, uh, about her that bother, oh, like... because th- it's your fault. Because it's all my fault. There's so many red flags coming from my side. And I went, right, okay, sorry, I guess. Because, again, I was just beaten down with the whole thing. Yeah. And I was like, okay. And I'm sitting there going, I don't want to go on another date. 20 minutes of this guy smooth talking and you know i've made the wrong decision and like me coming back and talking i know this i don't know some he should be studied because he did very well because we ended up going on a second date it's Uh, charisma uh, isn't it yeah it's the it's the riz he had a bit of the riz riz. yep so here is where on the back of the riz (laughs) oh yeah wait for it so he goes on a second date we go mini golf and lunch and I was like, this is fine. There's still a lot of like sexual tension. There's still a lot of chemistry. I'm glad we're going on a second date. And I was like, there's no pressure. Like, if you want something to be like a casual thing, I'd rather you just communicated that. If you want something, you know, more serious, let's just communicate that. I'm just yeah. open to get to know you and let it see where it goes. Lunch comes to an end. 
And he's like, what do you want to do? Do you want to go to a bar? Do you want to come back to mine? And in my mind, I was like, I kind of need to know if there's like chemistry in the bedroom. Mm-hmm. If I'm going to bother. Because sometimes you can think it is and then you, you know, you're intimate with them or you have that experience with them and you're like, never mind. Yeah, yeah. it wasn't worth it. Wasn't worth it. Or like, it's almost like you just needed to have sex with them and then like, you, yeah. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. we go back to his. We have a nice time. Oh no. <laughs> so. Oh my god. He was wearing the same cologne and I think it was the cologne that kept giving me a migraine because I started getting a migraine again. So we're sitting. What one was that? Blue de Chanel. Mm. And I was like, it it smelled really nice, but I was like, right, okay. It's one of my ick scents. Is it? It is that, and I'm sorry if we wear it. I'm so sorry. Like it's, I'm maybe it's my red flag, but Dior Sauvage. I love Sauvage and I love Blue de Chanel. I hate both of them. I love. I hate both of them. But you're like a pure connoisseur of scents. Anyway, we're getting off on a tangent. No. So (laughs) two, two, right, right. Um. So basically, after that, we're kind of sitting. I've got a bit of a migraine, but I'm, 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 I'm doing okay. And he sits mm-hmm. up, and he starts fiddling about with a Rubik's cube. And I went, oh! <laughs> and I went, right, okay. He goes, yeah, I can solve a Rubik's cube in under however many fucking minutes. I was like. Oh. I, I know no i know and i was like oh good for you and he was like yeah maybe that can be your homework you can like longer learn than how to do to it no yeah, he's like, maybe, that, maybe that can be your homework you can like learn homework how to do after it. sex no maybe he right, for the, next week not for next week yeah. learn how to do the fucking rubik's cube i was like oh right i was like i don't really i don't have a rubik's cube he's like well you can take one of mine i've got several i was like mm, i fucking bet you do oh, oh my god yeah. and i was Burn like so then we were, sitting, we were sitting talking about something and i can't remember what it was i can't remember how it got brought up and he started talking about his love of winston churchill oh my god <laughs> and i was like oh my god and I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm not the biggest fan of the man, and he mm. found that just abhorrent. He found that, that none of us are fans of Winston Churchill. Yeah, yeah, I'll yeah. Just say it. Right, we're, just like, we're, we're not, not supporting genocide. Nope. No, no. So I was like, so I said that I was like, do you not know about the like genocide that he caused and was very happy that he caused of like a million was it Bengalese people. Uh, I think so. I think it was. Oh, we'll um, fact check that. Fact, we'll fact, fact check that. We'll fact mm-hmm. check that. You can let us know, girlies. Um. So, I was just kind of like, it went, it went for a little bit of a back and forth, and he, he seemed to have all these as if he's had this argument before. These receipts, all of a sudden, I was like, I, I wasn't planning for to have a debate. I was just saying. And he was like, well, maybe if you're like gonna have a conversation and have these opinions, you might want to like you know fact check it. And I was like, all oh, right, okay. I'm immediately mm. like, the oh, ick train is arriving. Yeah. And we moved on and he started talking about how he, <laughs> he started talking about how he wanted to retain the, the right and the freedom of speech to misgender people. Girl. Uh, and I said, uh, Sir, you're solving Rubik's cubes for fun. You've got bigger things to worry about. I said, um, what? And he was like, I just don't think people should be like, you know, penalized for like their free speech. I said, 
so you should be able to like hate crime people because it's your like free speech right and I was like and if you are like fighting for the right to misgender people knowingly but you won't fight for the rights of people who are being misgendered. I think I've had enough. So I've kind of sat up and I'm like literally trying to get an Uber. And it was on a Saturday, so it was kind of busy. Oh. And he sits and he gets his guitar out. I went, oh no. Oh no, not not the straight boy with the guitar. Yeah. No. Not this trope. Not this. So he get that guitar <laughs> door. I'm off. No. I'm off. I'm yeah. off. <laughs> so he's got a va- he's got various guitars there. He's got a few electric ones, a bass one, a little ukulele in the corner. There was a good few of them, and he's playing the guitar, whatever. And I'm like, I'm just trying to like phone a taxi. I've got a bit of a headache, so I think I should probably go trying to like make my graceful exit. And I was like, and I'm trying to like make kind of quiet conversation. And he's like, and I'm. It was a nice guitar, so I kind of said, "Oh, it's like a nice guitar. It sounds, it sounds nice." Just trying to like pass the time because it was like this awkward silence. And um, he was like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, she's called Isla or something like a na- uh? like a female, like a femme name." And I was like, "Right, okay." I was like, "That's nice." And he was so he went through all the guitars, and they all had. Like this is Megan. Okay, so you know what's going through my head right now as you say that. You know that t- t- called deal where it's like, this is my girl Brianna. You know what we call yes. Brianna, don't you? Like, <laughs> you know that. You know honestly, it was given. And it's my girl Janie. This is. <laughs> so, he's going through and he's like, "This is Isla. This is Megan. This is like Caroline. I don't fucking know. <laughs> this is Brianna. Yeah, you know why we call her <laughs> Brianna, right? <laughs> so." I was like, oh, like, what made you, like, you know, name them that? Like, was it, what were they inspired by? And he's like, oh, I name all my guitars after my exes. Oh. I went, oh. Emetophobia oh. warning. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, right, okay. And he was like, yeah, so is your taxi here? And I was like, what, you, like, chucking me out? And he was like, well, like, n- not to be rude or anything, but, like, you know, like, our time has passed. Uh, I was like, your time has passed. Electric chair. Your ta- literally, your time has passed. Electric chair. And I like left, and I got the taxi home, and I went, and I sat with myself, and I went, V. You would have got a bit of eyelet round the back of the head. Uh huh. I sat with myself, and I said, V. There were many red flags, and you were kind and compassionate to overlook or to try and explain them when they yeah. did not deserve that and it, it i sat with it and i remember telling like my friends and like they they looked horrified at me and i was like i'm horrified for myself like i've learned a lot about myself through this experience and it's that i hate i hate this i don't ever want to yeah. do this again and that experience sat with me of just the horror story of like how could you like first of all he had many an issue of like clearly like boundaries but also, like, just the whole, like, Rubik's Cube. I know it's a tiny thing, but it really pissed me off. And it was, like, my superior intelligence to yours. Literally. Because yeah. I... And you see it so much, but it's, like, I'm smarter than you because of X, Y, Z. Or I'm better than you because of X, Y, Z. And I was just sitting there going, you give really shithead 
<laughs> you like you really you those fingies How about can, it? those fingies can work a Rubik's cube and nothing else, sir. Uh, oh, oh, oh yeah. My god. Like that was that. Straight up fire. <laughs> it's Not just even all of it on fire. Fire. No friendly. No friendly. All printer, no just facts. I'm so sorry that you had to I know. go through that. I mean I kind of put myself through the second date, so that one was on me. But like, it was like, I was also quite young at the time. And I think like, growing up, we probably should have like a conversation about this. I probably, I need to have a conversation with us about someone, even if it's on here or wherever, of like, it, there's like a, like a phenomenon of like people that have grown up, quote unquote, unattractive, quote unquote, where it's because of like their body or whatever it is that have made them be deemed unattractive, which is just not true. Mm-hmm. struggling to navigate romantic and sexual social situations friendly fire friendly, friendly fire, friendly fire! <laughs> which is another conversation that i think could be an entire episode um episode you get me on series series a whole series, series. um series but it's made so going back into tinder just to like come back full circle with this logging back into tinder because i was bored and making decisions that wasn't just it was like oh i think we would get on in a different way but also at the same time just accepting my queerness of like unapologetic queerness of like mm-hmm. no i'm not because I, I honestly i remember looking at his profile and going yeah he seems okay i'm a bit probably too gay for him and that was my thought look what happened yeah the rubik's cube man trust your gut trust your gut and so the closet is glass the closet was and glass. You know what's worse you know what's worse i always think about it's like especially dating horror stories well it depends how horrid the dating story is but like they're just out there yeah if you ever listen to this i don't know why you would listen to this go solve a rubik's cube and fuck off i wonder if Uh, i got a guitar i don't think i would i really don't think i would maybe a harmonica ukulele because it was such a short time together maybe that'd be kind of cute though Mm -hmm. would it oh the triangle Ding, ding. A Bye. kazoo. Do you know? Oh, we, do you know? God. I think a wee harmonica. Maybe you got a Rubik's cube yeah. named after you. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I wonder if he did name anything after you. Colin. Colin. If Colin. You, if you know this <laughs> is about you. No. You know this is about you. You fucking tell us. Oh, that's so funny. Oh my god. Okay, so, well, there you go. Dating, terrible, horrible. On on a lighter note. Do we have any recommendations for the for our lovely listeners? I'm thinking like, are we loving any music, film, TV, anything? Let's like what have we been loving recently? You go first, girly. Um recently, and I say recently, literally like a couple of days ago, um, the if you don't know who this is, it's a she's a rapper from London called Annie, who I am obsessed with. Like I am, oh, I just have this vision that I'm going to bump out here in London and I'm going to like my my flesh is going to like melt off my face or something. Like I just love her so much. She's so 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 talented. Um, she recently just dropped an EP called We Go Again. So good. Um, some of the songs that have been out already, some are new. Um, she does like a remix of a song called Take It Slow by her and a other London rapper called Loyal Carner, who I am obsessed with. I really love her stuff. Mm. Um, so I have been listening to that on repeat since this came out. Um and that's kind of all i've been up to like music wise ice spice and Nicki minaj dropped the princess diana remix which i'm not gonna let you loved sorry i know she's problematic Nicki is problematic but like 
loved it was i was just like popping my puss all the way to that <laughs> um i absolutely loved it and then uh yeah that's music wise that's what i've been loving um i am right back on my bullshit watching scandal again if anyone knows scandal shonda rhymes part of Shondaland. it's kerry washington it is absolutely outstanding i literally cannot recommend it highly enough i would go as far as to say it's a 10 out of 10 it's just one of those shows that like i cannot put down and i actually think and this is a bold claim i actually think it is shonda rhymes best work i think it is absolutely outstanding i mean shonda rhymes is an amazing writer anyway as we know um you don't like spawn a like, billion dollar um media company off of being a bad writer but um it's so good and i it's been out for a long time like it's not new i've just like kind of fell back into watching it again and like remembered how much i absolutely adored it and when i first watched it i never finished it like i i don't know why i got to the last two episodes and i just couldn't bring myself to watch the last two episodes so i will be watching them and cut to like uh, me in a couple of weeks uh crying because i finished scandal but uh yeah i can't recommend it highly enough amazing i'm writing notes as you should i'm not i'm not <laughs> Um, I have been obsessed with the new Boy Genius album, the trio of Julian Baker, Lucy Dacus and Phoebe Bridgers. Their debut album mm. has released after their monumental EP, which had me sobbing on the floor at 2am. It was amazing. Yeah. Can't, yeah, can't <laughs> recommend it highly enough. Um... If you like Phoebe Bridgers or Lucy Dacus or Julian Baker solo, you'll love them as a trio. They work so well together. And I feel like they blend their like collective sad queer girl energy into a really beautiful body of work that had me like and they it's like they self-referenced their own one of their songs from their EP, which if you've listened to the EP, you'll know which song. And you'll know which song I they love put on. a self-reference. It was beautiful. Do that. It's so it's cool. It's one of my. It's it, the, it's the fact that the song that they referenced was my sad song, and so when oh. I heard the reference, I was like, oh, "How dare Sobbing. you? How dare <laughs> yeah. you?" Other than that, I've been listening to a lot of um, Suki Waterhouse, who's another like icon, legend, star. Um, her song "Melrose Meltdown," and honestly, just been living my Ethel Kane Preacher's Daughter fantasy. Like mm-hmm. that yeah. album is honestly, I'm gonna say it now, boldly one of the best albums ever written. It has sank its teeth into me and will not let go. I love it. It's be- it's a beautiful body of work. It's 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 a piece of art that you need to experience, even if it's just once. Um, TV wise, I've not really been much of a TV girly. I've been that's the lie. I've been watching Waco the documentary on netflix about the waco massacre um because i love a documentary and i love anything that's gonna upset me apparently <laughs> but i've also been watching me and my mum watched um the haunting of hill house i love the haunting of hill house it's one of oh, my favorite 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 shows of all time i don't really like horror things too much is the haunting of hill house the one with that like that nanny and we get a one on that no that's blind manor that's the oh. second one. So Haunt of oh. Hill House was the original. And I honestly think it's one of, again, not to be bold claims, but like, I honestly do think as like a standalone piece of media, it's mwah, chef's kiss. Mm-hmm. And so me and my mum recently watched that because she wanted to watch something new and she loved it. We were both sobbing at the end. I've already seen it and I was sobbing again. Um, but I decided to venture into another one of that kind of era of those writers. I can't remember his name. 
bless me, I can't remember his name. Um, but the pe- the writer and creator of The Haunting of Hill House made another kind of standalone piece called Midnight Mass with some of the same actors um, that was in both The Haunting of Bly Manor and The Haunting of Hill House. It's a bit of a slow starter, but it's been really, really good thus far. Mm-hmm. Um, and films, I'm going to plug it because me and Mia were talking about it earlier. A beautiful French film called Portrait of a Lady on Fire. It is very, 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 very gay. I will be watching it and I will be giving my thoughts in the next episode. And it's very, 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 it's honestly, I'm going to, I'm hitting you up with all the bold claims, people. I'm hitting you with all the bold claims. I honestly think it's one of the most perfect films ever created. I do. I have bold claims about it, but I wouldn't recommend to you something that Don't I didn't say love. that because something come out and it'll ruin it. Because I used to think about that by calling by your name. And I do still think it is a <gasps> yeah. fantastically made film, mm-hmm. but I can no longer watch it. I will. Because... I will hold. I'll hold my claim because it's beautiful. Oh, okay. Honestly, she's okay. gonna die on that hill. I will. I'll die on that hill. I still like calling by your name. She's buried. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they're they're just putting the ground back in. Yep. But yeah, those are my recommendations: is queer music, horror TV show, queer film. Mia, amazing. You got anything? I, as a as a human being have the toxic trait of liking something and then holding on and gripping with bloody knuckles <laughs> because I'm so obsessed with it I can't let go of it and that is renaissance yeah I I just can't um Pedro Pascal very we're currently much going through the whole like watch every single thing that he's in and you know what I am mildly disappointed Really? Just, his body of work? Yeah, but not Wait, him. Is there, is there a film that he's in called Renaissance? Are we talking about Renaissance? Renaissance no, no, no. I was, about, I was talking about Renaissance. I feel like... Ba-da-da. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, sh- I should maybe preference by... I, could be into, I don't think we did this last episode. I should maybe preference that, like, Renaissance is always there for me. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Mm. Yeah. Like, it's not always there for me, but I do love it. But if it, yeah, I'm struggling to listen to new music unless it's like Way's Blood as well. When oh, I found, yeah. Like, can't recommend Way's Blood enough. And I feel like she's getting so much bigger at the moment. She's amazing. But literally white knuckles. Yeah. Holding on to the things that I love. Um, but yeah, the, the whole Pedro Pascal thing, I think I'm, and I'm obviously butchering his name because I am a white woman who can't say shit. Mm. <laughs> um, but, I am wildly disappointed in a lot, but I haven't I haven't seen um the Golden Circle whole jabocle thing. So I'll watch it and get back to you. But I really don't have any new, exciting, indie, different, original recommendations because Listen, you just said Waze Blood. Shut up. <laughs> books yeah, wise. True. Books wise, I'm gonna be rereading the Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo because Do you know what I thought about doing that the other day. Masterpiece, and but I wasn't sure whether I should wait and reread it before they, right before they bring out the Netflix series, or whether I should just reread it now and then reread it again. Have it's you read good. Daisy Jones and the Six? Is no, that by the but same I've got it. author, by the way? Yeah, I've yeah, I've it. been hearing like it's very similar. I really like the way she writes. The yeah, TV show on Amazon apparently is really good. Yeah, I feel like I, I feel like I feel like I've heard. Maybe that should be my next read. Maybe. Um, but yeah. Tell us what you're reading. Tell us what you're listening to. 
Yeah, yeah let, give, give us some friends. recommendations. Yes. Um, and if you've listened to slash seen slash read anything that we've talked about, um, give us your opinions, give us your feedback, give us your reviews. Mm-hmm. Um, or if you listen to it um, and you haven't already, come back to us, tell us what you think. Mm-hmm. Um, but actually, on another note, in terms of listener feedback, um, all the girlies at home, send us your dating horror stories send us your, oh, your red flags like get back yeah. to some of the episode let us know what your thoughts are mm-hmm. um like don't worry we've been through the ringer we can do de- we we can deal yeah, with it yeah. and if you want you can remain anonymous absolutely um, and if you want to do that you can find us um everywhere at the queer tangent and our email is um the queer tangent at gmail.com um you can also find me on instagram at underscore adam boyle and adam b on adam b i think it's adam b I always forget my TikTok username every time I come on uh, to record. I don't know what anyone's uh, It'll be in it'll be in the it'll be it'll anyway. be. So you can find me there. Um V, where can they find you? You can find me Monday to Friday on twitch.tv forward slash fixie underscore rose. Usually about seven PM onwards. Um currently we are going through our Last of Us Part One journey where we are Pedro Pascal era we're currently helping Joel and Ellie survive the apocalypse and it's been super fun thus far so come hang out have a great time other than that you'll also find me on Twitter at Vixie Rose with two e's on Rose and I sometimes say funny things I sometimes retweet funny things but mostly we be advocating for people we need to advocate for and being a queer little bean online um other than that you can find me on instagram at vixie rose as well i'm trying to use that more and tiktok also trying to use that more i'm trying to just like not be a little feral raccoon in a dumpster you know mm-hmm. i feel that you should be a feral raccoon outside the dumpster yeah i want to be yeah. a feral raccoon yeah. like coming out my cage and i've been doing kind of okay mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> maybe okay. just fine yeah maybe. mia where can people find you you can find me at instagram mia.laluna or if you're into photography or you're looking for a photographer, you can find me at Mia Weir Photography. That's M-I-A-W-E-I-R Photography. Um, and my website, same, MiaWeirPhotography.co.uk. Or is it .com? We'll put it in the Either or. Don't we'll worry. We've, we've, we've really thrown a lot of... Um, a lot of like we'll yeah, yeah. Everything will be mm-hmm. in, in the description everything of the podcast. If you need anything, it will be there. Um... And yeah, like we said, reach out, let us know what you thought, send us an email, send us an Instagram DM, send us some saucy information and some Please. funny stories. We'd love to hear it. Um, and just let us know if you want to be remain anonymous or not. Um, and we'll share it on the podcast so we can talk about it. Um, I think that's us. Yeah, if you're still here, still listening, thank you for being here. Thank you for hanging out with us. I hope that it's been a, a good experience. I hope you've laughed at our terrible dating histories and you've had some thoughtful conversations. If you agree, if you disagree, that's the whole point. We're here to have a conversation and it always has a back and forth, not just with the three of us, but with all of you. Um, so yeah, thank you for being here. Thank you for all of your support. Um, I like that I, I posted a few times at like the end of like different posts for, to promote the thing, but I really like it and I think I'm going to stick with it, which is to stay queer and find your joy. Oh, I love that. Yeah. A little sign off. Stealing. Stealing. <laughs> right there. Stealing. Thank you. Claiming. Claiming her. Claiming. Claiming her. So, yeah. Okay. Thanks, guys. Bye, Bye. Bye.